Philippines. 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. Yo, 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 what is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Kickback Pod. JD here once again with my man, Fobbs, and we're back at it. Thank you guys for all the feedback on last week's topic where we got into the slip-ons, the mules, all of those non-sneakers. You guys seem to uh, enjoy that quite a lot. We're now, in this episode, Fabian came up with this idea. I got to give him props. So (laughs) he talked about how why don't we just list out some sneakers that are pretty popular and give you our take? Are these overrated, underrated, or just simply rated? And so each of us came up with five sneakers. We're going to get through them on this list. You guys definitely want to stick around for that. But first of all, as always, man, I want to know how you're doing, my man. Yo, what up, everyone? Very, very happy to be here. Always excited to talk to you, but especially excited for this episode because I... I feel like these kinds of formats, you know, whether it's the copper drop that Oshuan does or the overrated, underrated, rated, I mean, depending on how this resonates with the audience as well, I mean, this could be a format that we bring back more often over the year. But I think that these always generate a lot of discussion, which is, you know, I want to hear from you guys as well what you think about our picks. We'll do like a little Instagram story. So I'm, I'm, super hyped as you can hear uh, about this other than that like I'm, I'm doing really well work is busy everything else is keeping me busy um but yeah just looking forward to chatting sneakers what about you what have you been up to i see that you've been uh I, i've been excited man i've been excited uh, a lot of things on the way for me uh next month shitload of traveling to do so just been planning out all that a lot of my friends are flying down from Toronto, about nine of them. We're all going to be heading over to Oktoberfest in Munich for oh, the first shit. time. And we're going all out. We're going to be buying the Lederhosen. We're yes. going to be like, I was going to ask you, man, as a German, what is the best sneakers to wear with Lederhosen? I was actually going to ask you what sneakers you're going to wear. But I would say, like, honestly, a pair of adidas sambas or something like that right like a pair of sambas a pair of gazelles something that also like something with robust leather don't wear too much suede because there's going to be beer spilt all over your shoes you might even have someone vomit on them like it gets wild up there under the tents in munich and I think I would wear just shoes that you don't mind trashing or shoes that are super robust where you can just like give them a quick clean afterwards and they basically look new. So I should leave the Gucci gazelles at home. I would leave the Gucci gazelles at home because yes, you do not want to, I do not think you want to take those to Oktoberfest. Yeah, I was, I was actually thinking uh, Travis Scott uh, air trainer ones to go with the with the fit because you know like because the color matches right the color the color matches so well and it's like a pretty resilient sneaker in terms of like if it gets wet or whatever it should be fine there's no suede on it or anything so you could just like spray them with the weatherproofing stuff and then like you said they're robust because they have that like cover that you can attach to it that is true i didn't even think about the cover you need to wear them 100 percent and Bro. You need to get like, I don't know, are you getting like short October, um, short Lederhosen or are you getting long Lederhosen? Have you decided? Shorts. That? 
Shorts? Going with the shorts. Okay, shorts and then like a button-up shirt that you wear underneath, right? Bro, this was so genius. Coming up with the Air Trainer 1, we put the cover on it. It was made for Oktoberfest. Oh, 100%. It was made for any kind of full-send party, whether it's Oktoberfest or a frat party or wherever you're going. Um, we definitely need to see some fit pics, though, when this happens. When is this? <laughs> this is like next month, right? In like four or five weeks? This is uh, like October 17th that week. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. September 17th. My bad. Nice. September 17th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's an amazing experience. I went one time a few years ago, just before COVID, actually. I think it was 2019. And it was it was wild. Like, the beer there tastes really, really great. The whole vibe is cool because they've got, like, the, the roller coasters and, like, the fairground stuff built up outside. So if you're going with a bunch of, like, friends, it's going to be an amazing experience. So I'm, I'm very jealous of you. Yeah, man. So I'm I'm hyped as hell, man. There's a, there's a lot of other things to be hyped about. I, I just saw the Supreme uh, Fall Winter collection, and I'm pretty excited, man. Supreme low key. I know people have been hating on them for a while. They have been like this year. I feel have been a has been a really strong year for them in terms you know, of like you know some why? of the pieces because they have Tremaine Emery as their creative director, the guy who founded Denim Tears, or basically he oh, is Denim okay. Tears, and so he's been the creative director. I believe since this coming season, maybe even the season before, but he's on point with, you know, all of his references, all of the designs. And obviously it's more than a one person job, right? There's a team behind him that he's working with, but I was flipping through the preview and there were so many coats and like, I don't know if you saw the quilted or the the studded leather jacket that had like Supreme. Yo, that oh Man. my god, that one is insane, bro. It's gonna cost like four thousand dollars or something like that. That's gonna be a rack, at, yeah, maybe even four racks at least. It looks really, really nice though, and there's a lot of really good stuff. Um, the accessories I thought were a little boring, to be honest. There wasn't that much that kind of caught my eye. It was, you know, stuff that's like, okay, like a toolbox or a motorbike, whatever. But there wasn't stuff where I was like, oh, damn, this is like a silly thing that I need to have. Like, you know, the money gun that I bought or, you know, the foldable shovel, which I bought as well, or the kayak, which I bought as well. So you can you can tell I like to buy these silly accessories, and I feel like that's been missing a little bit in the last couple of seasons. So um, I was also a little bit disappointed that we're not going to get any crazy ones, but maybe next year. I, I did manage to get on the list for this Thursday's in-store release. So I'm, I don't know what they're dropping in the first week, but if they drop that Andre 3000 box logo, you already know I'm definitely getting myself that a huge fan of andre so yeah man um yeah lots of things to be hyped about man so uh let's let's get into the news though we do have quite a bit of news and speaking of things to get excited about um we already know about the aj1 chicago's or also known as the reimagined chicago's well i gotta say previously known as a reimagined chicago's so we got some news about this so first of all The name has been officially changed to the Lost and Found AJ1s. And also we've got a new uh, release date. They have been pushed back by a couple of weeks to November the 19th. And um, I I don't know if you've seen images now of this new pair, the Lost and Found. Um, I personally love the, the whole concept. So they take its inspiration from basically like back in the day finding really cool pairs of shoes 
at like mom and pop shops or you know or, or finding them in the thrift stores for example um so the, so that's why the sneakers come with this very distressed looking box a very mismatched box also and same with the sneakers themselves they've they've like uh, been made to look a lot more vintage than usual and personally man i think like a lot of people are hating on the shape saying like hey why doesn't it look like the 85 jordans or whatever i really really like the shoe like for me it's like it's like very close to if not already like locked up sneaker of the year but um i'm very excited for more excited for now now that it's known as the lost and found what did you think about them yeah i mean they are you know classic chicago colorway i think everybody knows that i'm when it comes to OG colorways, not the biggest fan of the Chicago because I feel like they look a little bit like clown shoes. I'm more of a Shadow Royals bread kind of guy. But that being said, I think the whole storyline behind it, like you said, is super unique and you know goes more in the direction of like this could be a collaboration almost because there's so much thought behind this release. And for that reason alone, I would say that it's probably going to be one of the most hyped releases of the year whether it's one of the best in my opinion i mean that's very subjective right i wouldn't say it's one of my best but i can appreciate the thought that went into it and i appreciate nike yeah putting an effort into the storytelling adding some details and yeah I'm, I'm, i'm excited for it i'm excited for the reaction to it more than me being excited for the product because i don't think i'm gonna try and buy it or I most likely will not try and buy it, but I'm excited to see how people respond to it, how people wear it, what people post about it when the time comes and when it's officially announced. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely feeling those. And moving on to the next bit of news, uh, Adidas CEO Karsten, hold on, I got to get his name right. Car, no, sorry, Casper. <laughs> so Adidas CEO Casper Rostead officially announced that he will be stepping down next year 2023 they haven't announced a replacement as of yet uh definitely some big news so he did take over adidas in 2016 uh based on what i'm reading uh what did you think like what did you think of his uh i guess what he managed to accomplish in the six years that he's been at the helm um well the first thing i thought was damn kanye did this but obviously not yeah that's what that's what the comment section if you looked at it every single comment section was that's what people the best comment i saw was god stepped in (laughs) that's pretty good no i think obviously at a company as big as adidas you know depending on how much revenue yeezy actually contributes i would argue it's probably quite a low amount considering how much mainstream stuff adidas sells worldwide through its own channels um i know kanye said something like you know it was 30 percent of adidas sales i do not believe that's true um but yeah i think a company like adidas of that size of that value will have you know other things to weigh when they're making a decision like this so i don't think that the kanye thing played a big role if any at all um it's just more of a meme i think and kind of funny to think about in that way I would say from 2016 to now is probably on the one side, the early years was Adidas's most successful period, right? They had the Ultra Boost, they had Yeezy, the 350s, the 750s, all that kind of stuff. And 
then it just faded out. And now it's just been a bunch of ZXs, you know, Gucci, Balenciaga, some cool stuff in there, of course. But I think that overall, he was probably riding maybe the wave of his predecessor. And then, and again, whether this is because of him, Adidas is a huge company with however many thousand employees. I don't think that one person is kind of responsible or at fault for anything, right? I think it's a number of factors that have led to Adidas playing second fiddle to Nike, especially when they were dominating them in 2016, 2017, and then 2018, 2019, the shift kind of changed a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think it's a mixed bag. I mean, he's probably stepping down because they're unhappy with certain things. I've read that it's because they're unhappy with the development in the Asian markets, which is a very plausible reason, right? The Asian market is huge. And if you start you know, seeing a dip there or plateauing there whilst all of your rivals are, you know, growing in Asia, then something needs to be done. Something needs to be changed. And, you know, usually, unfortunately, it's the head that has to go or the, you know, the head of the snake that has to go or make way for the for the next person to come in and shake things up. I'm interested to see what the next person does. But again, I don't think that the CEO really does all that much because it's the people on the ground level and the people that are actually designing shoes and coming up with creative concepts and all that kind of stuff that are really driving the outward image of the brand, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's true as well. Like if I were to give him a grade, and this is strictly from like, a sneakerhead point of view so not taking into account corporate profits or any of that bottom line stuff um which i didn't really look into if they were more or less profitable since the time he took over uh but just from like a sneakerhead point of view probably give him like a strong c plus to b minus um simply because you're right like he kind of at the time he took over adidas was pretty much on top of the world in terms of from a sneakerhead's point of view like the the hype of nmds and whatnot uh but in the last six years i feel like they've really um not innovated enough uh, of course we the yeezy brand continues to innovate and every year gives us new and new silhouettes and as much as people like to say Yeezys are dead and all that, I actually really like what they've managed to do with the Yeezy brand, which is make it much more accessible um, and also give us new models, innovating, giving us different designs every year. But as far as like mainline Adidas, yeah, there's not been a whole lot that has been really, you know, taken over the sneakerhead scene like the NMDs did or the Ultra Boost did. Uh, now we're starting to see some new stuff coming out. Like we're going to be talking about it later. The uh, Adi Foam Q, maybe that maybe that will be the one that generates the hype again. But um, yeah, like no, I would I would say not the best years that Adidas have had in the last decade. So I'm I'm going to just give him a a B minus. But what do I know? <laughs> yeah, I I would agree. I think that's a fair assessment. I think in some respects they've done well, but from a sneakerhead perspective, they've kind of fallen off a little bit and need to pick things up, which. Makes it exciting for fans of the brand for the in the next few years. Maybe this is kind of the change that's needed to you know. It's almost like get you know having someone kick you whilst you're down to kind of bring you back up or something like that. So we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. I also wanted to forgot to mention this earlier, but our listener of the week. So shout out to I hate Brian. I don't actually hate you, Brian. That's that's literally his ig handle it's i hate brian 
Uh, thank you for being a listener and, and for commenting on our last post. And uh, yeah, man, it's I hate Brian, but we love you, Brian. So shout out to you, man. Shout out, Brian. Uh, let's get let's get into what we have been wearing in the last couple of weeks since our last pod. I'll go first. So I did put out a uh, little IG reel YouTube shorts um, the other day, with which was my top five sneakers of the year so far. And a lot of you guys, the number one comment I got was, you guys are very surprised with my number one pick. That was the Salomon ACS Pro Advanced. I did mention in an earlier pod all the reasons why I thought it was my number one, so I'm not going to get into that again. But yeah, you. I also got a lot of people saying that my 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 picks were too European. Um, <laughs> but don't worry, guys. Like if you if you guys want to see, you know, your Jordan One taxis, your Jordan Four military blacks on the top five list. Trust me, there's plenty of other content creators out there that will have them on the list. But yeah, you know, I, I like to you know mix things up a little bit. So I did finally manage to get a pair in my size and a colorway I like. Uh, which was the Vanilla Ice colorway. And I've been rocking it a lot over the last couple of weeks. Love this shoe, man. Love the shoe. Still my favorite shoe to release this year. It really is like, it looks like from a, uh, like it kind of looks like a retro sneaker, but at the same time, it's it's almost like from the year 3000 it, with its like really sharp metal um lace loops and like the the like the the edges of the shoe and the silhouette of the shoe the shape really 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 dope hair i think solomon solomon has been kicking ass this year and this was my favorite thing that they've released what about you man so i have a bet with a friend from back home um i'm going to be going back to thailand in 2023 at some point in february and we basically have this group chat going. I'm sure a lot of people here have group chats with their friends back home. And the, the topic of who is the most athletic in the group came up. And of course, I was like, yo, that's definitely me, man. And um, my friend Tom was like, nah, no way. Like you, you've got glass ankles. You've broken your ankle before. It's definitely me. And so we've now challenged each other to get into the best shape of our lives by February to then compete in a 10 discipline competition to see who is the most athletic of the group basically Wait, what, what, what kind of competition is this so like i don't know like doing like 50 meter sprints or running a 5k or lifting weights or swimming or playing football or just like a physical competition to see who's the most athletic and so because i'm training for that <laughs> Um, seven months in advance or six months in advance, I have been wearing a lot of the Adidas 4D Forward, which is that Adidas 4D running shoe that basically propels you forward. I've been pretty much every morning going for a jog and then halfway through the jog, I've been like jumping rope for 20 minutes, just trying to, you know, get my inner Rocky Balboa in, my inner Creed. And, you know, I'm visualizing Michael B. Jordan and his ripped physique. I'm like, damn, in six months, I'm going to look just like that. Um, so that's what I've been wearing a lot. And the backstory is basically because I'm just trying to, you know, another one of these, oh, I'm going to be in the shape of my life in a few months. I, I'm probably not going to be, but it's nice to strive for something like that. Hey, man, good luck to you, man. That sounds like <laughs> a pretty awesome goal. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the right shoes to wear. Like you said, it is pushing you forward, giving you, you, you need whatever advantage you can get in a serious competition like this. 
So oh, yeah, it's, man, it's very serious. That's that's it's dope. Very serious. Um, no, but what have you been? Uh, what what have you picked up recently? So pretty relatively quiet couple of weeks for me in terms of pickups. So uh, I did get the latest Stussy collab, the Air Max 2013 slash 2015, because it's actually an Air Max thir- 2013, which has the branding of a 2015 on it. So don't exactly know what to call the shoe, but I picked up the Fossil colorway and I do like this colorway the best out of the three. And this is one of the shoes that after I wore them on feet, I'm like, damn, these are so clean and they're super comfortable too. I don't typically like Air Max sneakers that much in terms of comfort or just design in general. I find them like kind of very chunky looking. Uh, This one, not so chunky. Uh, fits really well goes with any outfit the only thing i have against it and this is the biggest i would say negative about the shoe is the retail price i find it to be ridiculously high for an air max sneaker 210 euros was the price and that's just a bit steep and that's one of the reasons why i think the shoe didn't even sell out Uh, it was sitting on the sneakers app for about a week i got it basically a week later um yeah so that was my first pick up the fossil colorway and i believe you picked up the other colorway yes i got the pink pair it was if you know if you remember last episode i was debating between the pink and the fossil but i just thought the pink was so different to what stussy had brought out recently and the fossil like you said the fossil has been on several of their pairs before so I tried to go away from like the classic. I know the fossil will play well on Instagram. It looks good in everything. Like depend like regardless of what you wear with it, it's gonna look good. It's a great shoe. But I kind of wanted to get something that pops a little bit more. And I've got these nice pink Nike running shorts, which I can wear my um, Air Max 2013s with in the summer or once you know once it gets warmer again. Although it's still pretty warm in Germany. Um, yeah, super great and like you said, incredibly comfortable. Like it, it, it takes me back to when I used to live in New York and that that's when, you know, these shoes were coming out. And I remember I had a pair, I don't remember if it was a, a 2013 or a 2014, 15, whatever it was, but that was my go-to shoe, man. It had the fly knit or fly, whatever, uh, engineered mesh on the top. And then the full length air sole, great, great sneaker. And I love that Stussy kind of was brave enough to work on this shoe because it's not really a shoe that you would see used in collaborations. It's mostly older shoes like 90s, 80s shoes that are being collaborated on. And this is a very, very clear, not even 2000s. It's a it's a teens shoe, right? 2010s shoe. Um, so big, big props to, to Stussy and the team there. Yeah, that, that pair does seem to have much more tech in it which also explains the higher price. And one of my commenters in, the, in my uh, review video made the comment that if you actually adjust for inflation, it's not that much more because uh, compared to what it originally retailed at, the price isn't actually even that much higher compared to the original price. Like if you talk about a Jordan 1, for example, you compare its 2013 price to now, there's a massive difference, but not so much with this shoe. So maybe it's not even as expensive as we think compared to what it originally was priced at anyways but yeah i i I do think it's super comfortable and um yeah one of my one one of my favorite i would say recent pickups for sure a couple of other pickups i got another colorway of the protection pack the orange colorway 
strong Salehi Bembry vibes on this one. It looks just like the 2002. No, well, not exactly like the 2002 R Salehi, but very similar colorway, same kind of effect on feet, especially if you throw on some contrasting laces on there. Looks really, really nice. Um, and also, so I picked up the 2002 R Mule. This was uh, the collab one with Brian Giles or Giles. And I haven't made a video on this yet, but this might be, for me, the most disappointing shoe that New Balance has put out in the last couple of years. Oh, wow. I think, I think, it's, I think it's absolutely terrible, man. So not only... First of all, I know they were trying to get into the whole mule um, wave, I suppose, and put out their own version. And visually, I think it looks personally like repulsive. Like it's a terrible looking mule, <laughs> but... But besides the looks, um, what I really don't like about it is that, like, you try wearing them, they don't, like, stay on your feet. They, like, they, like, like, whoever designed this, like, must have never actually put his feet in it because, like, there was nothing wrong with the sizing in terms of, like, I definitely got the right size because my feet were exactly where they're supposed to be in the shoe. But they just don't stay on your feet when you're walking like every step you take it feels like the the mule is just gonna fly off your feet like it's, yeah. it's not like locked down at all so it's like a poorly designed shoe it looks bad as well so i'm not a fan of this at all i gotta say that's a shame because i when i saw photos i thought it was actually kind of cool and interesting but i imagine part of the reason why it doesn't fit that well is because it's quite heavy right it's got the normal sneaker sole and most mules don't have a sneaker sole right so right. i imagine that is what makes it so floppy on your feet is what i'm imagining right i haven't worn them but i imagine that your feet are like easily sliding out or the shoe is just like at the heel there's too much deviation between your foot and the shoe right exactly that's what's happening yeah bummer anyway let us start with overrated underrated or just rated so as uh, josh explained earlier we're going to go through 10 pairs of sneakers i picked five josh picked the other five and each of us are going to give our rating basically whether the shoe is overrated underrated or rated and give a bit of an explainer pretty simple and i think it'll be pretty fun let us start with the jound a6 gel Cayano 14 which is dropping in the next few days what do you say jd dude this one's a layup man you already know what i feel about this year this oh man this is <laughs> definitely overrated with a capital o triple yep. overrated man this is like i've been really paying attention to asics over the last couple of weeks because it's a very popular shoe in berlin uh the gel cayanos the oh, the gel light threes both of them very popular here and every time I see one on the street, I tell them, I think to myself, that looks exactly like the Jounds. <laughs> it's the same exact. It, it seems like it looks exactly the same with the silver. They, they all pretty much come in the silver color with some white tones underneath. I can't believe that Jound put out a shoe that looks like every other Asics. I, I, I don't think if you saw people wearing them on the street, there's no way you, unless you're really in the know, there's no way you'd be able to tell that that is a special collab 
Jown sneaker. I know this plays into Jown's like whole vibe of being minimalistic and all that. And we can get into a whole other topic, by the way, of whether Jown as a brand is overrated because I definitely think it is. But um, I know that's their whole vibe. But um, yeah, like they, they should have done better here, man. This, this is like, like to me is like, come on, at, at least make it stand out a little bit. This just looks like such a GR to me. Yeah, I would say they are overrated as well. It's interesting because I was talking to somebody on Instagram in chats in the DMs about this shoe and they were saying that for Jound, it's a collaboration. But for Asics, it's not a collaboration because for Jound, it's, you know, getting an Asics shoe, putting their name or brand or logo on it which is great, that counts as a collaboration. But for ASICs, they've literally just taken a simple general release white colorway and black colorway and added Jound on the heel. Zero effort made by ASICs, which but wait, disappoints what, me. Is it ASICs, is it ASICs job to, to come up with the colorway and all that? Like, isn't that, isn't that Jound's job to do that? It really depends on the creative and the process and the brand. Sometimes brands will be steering more of the conversation. Other times brand um, retailers, creatives, or outside brands will come in and act as more of a creative director. They won't be super hands-on, but they'll kind of say, this is kind of what I want, and then the brand will design it for them. What I imagine is that Jound... I mean, again, I don't have inside knowledge of how it went down, but what I imagine is that Jound was given some options based on what he, they wanted to do, right? So they were like, yep, we want it to be super simple, colors that fit our vibe or whatever. And then Asics was like, what about this? And then they might've gone back and forth a little bit and ended up settling for this. Um, But my point is more like that Asics could have just released this as a GR, like you said. So for me, it doesn't really count as a collab for Asics. What they should have done is maybe tweaked a little bit more than what they've done for the Jound collab. And then in like a month or two, release this colorway or these two colorways without the Jound branding as like a general release version. As we've, you know, we've discussed this multiple times on the pod, right? That brands will do this. Adidas has done it with Yeezy designs. Nike has done it with a bunch of designs where they bring out colorways that are very similar to collaborations or... Um, sneakers that look like a light version of the sneakers. So like the LD LD Waffle Sakai's, right? There's that Nike Waffle One Trainer or whatever it's called, and it looks very similar. And that's a really good way of monetizing something that's limited, right? Because not everyone's going to get a pair, and the demand for these collaborations usually outstrips the supply. And when the brands can then bring out a GR that looks very similar and people settle for that, that's where they cash in and that's where the collab was worth it from a money point of view for the brand. I just think that it was so simple that now there's no way that they can bring out a general release version of this because this is basically a general release version with Jown's logo on it. So yeah, I mean, overrated as fuck in my opinion. Nice, man. Nice that we both have strong opinions about that one. <laughs> What's the next one on your list? So Crocs, Pollux Clog. So the Salehi Bembury Crocs, Pollux Clog. Overrated, underrated, or rated? I would say, okay, so at this current moment, I think they're properly rated. So when they okay. first came out, when they first came out, they were 
I thought awesome. I still think they're awesome. But those initial resale prices on those first three collabs, like we're talking about a pair of Crocs that was selling for like $700, you know, like to me that to me, that was like overrated. There was no way I was going to get one, get a pair and I had no interest in getting one. Now these new colorways came out. Uh, I copped the white one for I paid one fifty, so I, I did end up paying resale. Which yeah, I mean, it's still a lot for a pair of Crocs, but I think it's so different from a regular pair of Crocs. And every time I wear it outside, I get people like looking at it. People asking me like, "What are those?" Like you know, what it's are like those? those exactly. Like I love getting those kind of questions from random people. You know, it's it's great. And, and those shoes definitely strike up a conversation every time. And now it seems like there's going to be like 20 more colorways dropping. So I see the prices, retail price, the resale prices continuously coming down. So I think at this current moment, they are properly rated. What do you think? I'm going to go a step further and say I think they've actually become underrated now. So I agree with you that maybe the early hype was a little bit overrated from a resale price or value point of view. But I think that the the fact that resale is now only what, like 40, 50, 60 more than retail means that they're pretty much sitting a little bit. I mean, sure, you can make a decent amount of money off of it. So I would say from a resale point of view, they're underrated, but also just from a design standpoint these are crocs but they don't look like crocs they are completely different to what crocs has done with its other partners on collaborations you can argue that you know balenciaga and crocs have pushed the envelope a little bit more but i would say that salehi is the first designer the first creative who's come in and really made his own shoe using the crocs clog as a base model or like a foundation and so I think just from an appreciation standpoint, I would argue that they're almost underrated because people forget this, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. So they could, yeah, they could, I could, I could have changed it to underrated as well. I can totally see your points. Let's, yeah. uh, let's move on to the next one. So the next one is a very, very spicy one, um, which I think is good for this episode it's the travis scott nike air jordan one black phantom so it's this all black colorway that we've seen floating around the web with white contrast stitching i want to hear your thoughts on this pair okay so so the question you're asking me is if it's overrated underrated or rated yeah so i'm i'm actually going to say just based on this question this this doesn't tell you what i feel about the shoe but I would say right now they're probably underrated because wow. okay be, no no but just hear me out because every single post I've seen of the shoe online I read the comments it's just people saying this ain't it these are the worst Travis ever these are garbage me too and by the way those are my feelings about the shoe I'm a <laughs> huge fan of the Travis Scott Air Jordan One Low I've have I have two of the original colorways I also think. This is the worst colorway to release so far. Pretty lazy overall. But the reason why I say it's underrated is because I am sure that come December, when these actually release, they're definitely going to have a very high resale price. Based on, If you just were to read the comments right now, you would think that, okay, like this shoe seems pretty trash. There's no way that people are going to be paying 500 plus for this shoe. Well, I guarantee you come December, 
These are going to be reselling for mad amounts. They're coming out during Christmas time. You're going to be seeing these reselling like 700, 800. And then people are going to be like, oh, damn, I slept on these. Everyone said that they would they wouldn't even sell out like it was everyone's just talking mad shit about those shoes. So I would say right now at this current moment, they're underrated. Okay, I mean, that is a hot take, I would say, because I'm the complete opposite. I think they're overrated. I have seen the comments that you mentioned, and I know your feelings on the shoe now. My feelings are very similar. I hate triple black shoes, and I hate exposed contrast stitching even more than I hate triple black shoes because it. these are, for me, I call these the true religion uh, Travis Scott <laughs> Air Jordan 1 lows. And true religion. I can see that. Man terrible terrible brand no offense to anyone who wears them my uncle wears true religion and ah, man i just i know (laughs) i know because i know that these are gonna be super hyped come you know official releases official photos and when the release comes around and like you said people will pay re high resale amounts for this shoe and just because i know that that's what's going to happen in the back of my head I just have to say already that these are overrated because I don't know, man, I am already complaining. I've, I've complained enough about the reverse swoosh Travis Scott issue, but oh, just a black shoe with white contrast stitching. I know that these are based on the black phantom comic, which apparently was Travis Scott's favorite growing up or one of his favorites growing oh, up. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's why they're called the black phantom. At least that's what I've read, right? There's been no official communication. So this could also just be a made up leak or rumor, but uh, I, you're never going to get me with triple black uh, shoes, uh, especially if they have a reverse swoosh and contrast stitching. That's why these are overrated as hell. <laughs> And yeah, I'm just going to move on to the next pair because I'm, I'm, I'm over talking about Travis Scott. Next up, we have a pair of shoes that we actually both talked about already today. So I'm interested to hear what you say because you picked up a pair and I picked up a pair. It's the Nike Stussy Air Max 2013. And for the sake of this conversation or for this format, let's consider all three colorways. All right. Are they Overrated, okay. underrated, or rated? I think they're properly rated. Um, it's It totally makes sense the way people react to this shoe. Like a lot of people said that they really like it. They just didn't want to pay that amount. It was a pretty high retail price. So you can't really call it underrated because it seems like the general population seems to like the shoe. And you can't really call it overrated because it didn't really sell out and it's not selling for crazy retail prices. It's just kind of there. Um, so I think I think everyone kind of reacted to it the way they were supposed to. Some people who cop the shoe really like it, like myself and you. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone seems to like it. It's just that people chose not to buy it simply because of the retail price. That's what the feedback I seem to have received. So I think they're properly rated. Nice. I agree with you actually on this point. I think that they got a lot of love in my feed. I saw a lot of people posting them, a lot of people who got early pairs, a lot of people that got pairs for retail on release when Stussy released them before Nike. And I think across the board, they got a lot of love, but because they didn't sell out immediately and because resale prices aren't super high, I wouldn't say that they're overrated 
but again, because they got so much love on the feed and on social media, they aren't underrated for me either. And I mean, I said everything I need to say about the shoe. I think it's a great shoe, very comfortable, different from usual collaborations. So yeah, very, very glad that we agree on this one. Then we can jump into my last pick of today um, with your five still to come, of course. So I tried to package this shoe it's technically two, but I think they're so similar and they have a similar standing in the community and the scene that we can consider them one shoe. The Solomon XT4 Advanced and XT6 Advanced. Overrated, underrated, or rated? I feel like Solomon as a brand has been so underrated by the sneaker community for so long, for years, for decades. And they've been putting out these shoes, the XT4s, the XT6, even the ACS Pro Advance, which I gave as my sneaker of the year so far. This shoe also was a retro. It came out actually back in 2002. They slightly modified it. So they've been putting out heat for years, but we've just never noticed them. They've just always kind of gone under the radar, never really appreciated by the sneaker community. And now finally, 2022, it seems like People have just gotten tired of seeing the same Jordans all the time, the same dunk colorways all the time. And they've started to look for other brands. And Solomon has climbed to the top, in my opinion, in terms of like niche brands that have suddenly gotten popular. And for good reason. It's because these shoes, the XT4, the XT6, they're amazing shoes. They're beautiful to look at. And Solomon's so good with coming up with crazy colorways that somehow look amazing on these particular shoes. So I think right now they're getting the respect they deserve. They're definitely properly rated. Oh, okay. Interesting, because I would say that they're underrated at this point. I would say that the Solomon XT4, XT6 Advance, they've had a bit of a weird life cycle in that, yes, in the beginning they were underrated. And then I think when they started popping off in like 2019 or even even earlier, 2018, 2019, at least in the fashion circles, I remember at Heist and Body, we were writing about them a lot in 2018, 2019. I think that's when they started to get rated. Then maybe in like 2020, 2021, when everybody and your mom had a pair, at least in Berlin, like literally you could, like you walk through Cottbus Tor, you walk through Kreuzberg, any of those hip neighborhoods, and you're going to see a pair of probably triple black XT6s a lot. Like party, like I think clubbers love to wear them as well here in Berlin. And that is the secret to get into the clubs in Berlin, guaranteed. Yeah, triple black. Just wear Solomon. Triple black Solomon and you'll get into all the clubs. Um, and so I thought at that point they were pretty overrated, at least in our bubble here in Berlin, right? I think if you extrapolate that to other countries maybe the US, New York, they were probably still a little bit underrated. But for me, in my cosmos, they were overrated. And now they've almost dropped off so much that they're a little bit underrated, in my opinion, again, where people are taking them for granted in a way. Like when I walk down the street, I'll see them and be like, oh, okay, Solomon, whatever. Like I've seen a million of those today already. And then I'll be like, but wait, that was a nice colorway. Or, oh wait, but that's a sick shoe. Or, oh wait, I have two pairs of those at home as well. And so at least for me personally, I feel like I've begun to underrate them a little bit. And I'm looking forward to the re, 
let me see how I can how, how I can make up this word, but re-rating of the Solomon because yeah, I think that they've had this kind of weird curve if you look at it on a graph, and they're basically at the bottom again and need to make their way up, in my opinion. Yeah, I can. I totally actually see your points there. Um, yeah, I, I would probably, I might even change my rated to underrated because yeah, I'm with you. Uh, they are properly rated probably here in Berlin, but I still think move over to the U.S. A lot of people have never ever bought a pair of Solomon, so I still think yeah, I, I'm more with you. I would say I, I think they're underrated as well. Nice. So the great list of five. I got five more. And definitely, uh, I thought about some um, some pretty, I would say, dicey ones, you know, because I, I can't wait to hear your takes on them. Let's start off with the Tom Sachs general purpose shoe. Are these overrated, underrated, or rated, Fobs? Underrated, 100%. Bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love that reaction. I love Bro, that reaction. I, I, that was a very genuine reaction. <laughs> Let, let me hear let me hear your argument man so i would say that again this is we're looking at this on a spectrum or at least i'm looking at this on a spectrum and when they were first announced it was literally announced that they would be restocking that they would be restocking in different colorways and that they should not sell out or even if they sell out they will come back just like the nike uh air force one that is sold at um supreme every season right like it's a shoe that's going to keep coming back and so the the beginning hype was a bit like okay everyone's just getting excited because they think they're gonna buy a pair and sell it for two thousand bucks just like the tom Sachs mars yard twos 2.5s whatever then people realized that they were going to be restocking that you know maybe supply wasn't as limited as previously thought and then i think a lot of people lost interest in them because Tom Sachs to this day, I mean, he's he's an interesting guy. He does interesting things with products, especially for Nike. But most of his stuff was collector's items because they were so rare and so different to what you usually get that they were super valuable. And so I think a lot of hype kids latched onto that and wanted a part of that at least, right? Wanted to make some quick money. To the point that I think they are now underrated because people are like, ah, I couldn't make a lot of money with these or, you know, there's going to be more colorways coming and restocking or whatever and I'm not going to be able to make a lot of money. It's going to devalue the shoe that I already have because there's going to be more and more coming out in different colorways. So yeah, I stand by it. I think that these are underrated. I think people underappreciate Tom Sachs and kind of his whole ethos, design, not even language, but his, you know, the way he designs things, the the reason he designs things, he's designing things to last. He does not want to make a hype shoe. He wants to make a shoe that works for anything that we need it to, right? Whether that's running, whether that's just standing around because you're working retail, whether that's bussing tables, waiting tables. So, yeah, I, I feel like the reaction to the fact that there's more and more coming was kind of like a collective like, oh man, I thought these was these were going to be super limited. And there, that's where I see that they're underrated again. Man, 
Listen, man, get out of here. Get out of here with this like, yo, I'm Tom Sachs. I want to make a shoe for the people. I want you guys to wear something every day. You, you won't have to think about it. You know, man, get out of here, man. There's so many shoes that already do that. All right. Like you can go buy yourself. Start it off with like Roshi runs. You can like get yourself like a pair of 990s now, 990s V5, V4, doesn't matter. Get yourself a pair of uh, Ultra Boost, NMDs. It does the exact same thing, okay? It's a perfect shoe for every day. You don't have to think twice about it. Fact of the matter is, this guy can't design, man. Like this shoe, also the previous shoe, the um, the the one that everyone loves. What what was that? The Mars Yard. Mars Yard. Man, yeah. I've I, I've I've been on the record before saying the Mars Yard is the most overrated shoe of all time. I'm always going to reiterate that. This time around too, he tr- he, he couldn't come up with a good design. He made a boring looking shoe, and then he's like, "Oh, what if I tell them that it was supposed to be boring? Yeah, then that'll get them." And you you guys got got again. Like he he played you guys twice. He keeps playing you guys. And I'm sorry, man. Tom Sachs to me, the most overrated guy in sneakers. Oh, and wow. this this will overrate this will always be overrated to me. Anything he puts out, actually the only thing I ever liked that he did were those space boots. That was actually kind of cool. Those were like very unique and actually thought, wow, that's something different. I haven't seen that before. But all of this his like other shoes, nah man, not a fan. You can miss me with that. Definitely overrated. So we already started off spicy. Let's move on to the next shoe I got on the list. And this is just your general New Balance 550s. What do you think? Overrated or underrated or rated at this point? Overrated, I would say, because I feel like they're becoming a bit of a Nike Panda dunk. You know, I think that kind of situation is developing a little bit. And that's not to say that shoes that are widely adopted are not cool anymore that's not true but first of all the 550s they're not actually that comfortable right the shoe itself is not a very comfortable shoe and i i disagree i, I think they're pretty comfortable well have like, you, have I, you because worn it's non, got the ortholite insole right but have you worn non ald pairs oh no no i was specifically talking about the ald pairs yeah, so the ALD pairs are okay, but the non-ALD pairs are quite uncomfortable, actually. And so that's that's minus points on, in my books already. And then the fact that they're becoming, I don't know, they're, they're getting a bit of a rep as like, you know, the entry-level starter shoe, which again, I'm not trying to say that's bad in, in any way, but like it does put some people off and changes kind of how the shoe is viewed by some people. And yeah, I mean, it's it's all right, but it's it's not an Air Force One killer, right? It's not as simple as an Air Force One. There's a little bit too much going on. It's a dope shoe, but I don't know. I feel like it was pushed too hard as well by New Balance. I mean, there were like yes. a million a million colorways coming out. Ald did that like look what, exactly the six, same. Six of them as well. So for me, yeah, definitely overrated. What about you? I I think New Balance really killed the. I think New Balance shot themselves in the foot here. They had like a great shoe on their hands that was finally appealing to everyone, not just the dads. And I think they just blew it, man. They 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 released way 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 too many colorways that, in my opinion, almost look identical. They're like slight 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 shades of a slight variation of that color, but 
they look so identical, the GR pairs I'm talking about, to the point where now I also think that they are, it's a, it's an overrated shoe. Uh, and I actually, I don't, I don't even like this shoe anymore. I, I prefer the 650s at this point. But, and also like the toe box of the shoe, I've, I've never really been a fan of the toe box. It's crooked toe box. Mm-hmm. And the GR pairs, like you said, the leather is just nowhere near as good as the normal pairs. And at this point, they're just so widely bought by everyone that I do think that it is it has reached overrated status for sure. Nice. Glad we agree. Uh, let's move on. Next one, three more to go. So let's talk about the Off-White Dunks, the 50 that came out last year. So we're not just talking about recent shoes. We're talking about some of the classics as well. So I want to get your take on that, the Off-White Dunks, the 50. So at this point right now on the 23rd of August or the 24th, if you're listening to this when we produce it or when we put this live, I believe that the Off-White Dunks, the 50, are underrated. I think that a lot of people have forgotten about them you don't see a lot of them out there, which means that they are relatively limited. And the audacity to bring out 50 very, very similar colorways and call that a collection, I think was just like, I know I've talked a lot of shit about this and I still think that it's it's not lame. I'll take that back. I've talked a lot of shit about the 50, but now with more time to kind of digest what Virgil was doing, I'm still not a huge fan of all the colorways being very, very similar. I do think that that aspect is very lazy, but the fact that he kind of put together 50 of the same shoe, one all white pair, one all black pair, first and 50th, and then 48 pairs in between with varying shades of colors and the way that these released as well, that you didn't know what you were getting until you got it. Honestly, super cool. And I don't see these get a lot of love on social anymore. Like I said, I don't see these a lot on the streets. I saw them a lot, strangely enough, right after the release. I was in Dusseldorf and Cologne and I saw so many people wearing them. But then since then, they've kind of disappeared. And I don't know whether it's because people are not wearing them during the summer or people have just kind of stopped wearing them they're on to the next thing and i feel like that's a shame because like i said 50 pairs of the same shoe or 50 colorways of the same shoe in one release no one's ever done that before so that's why i think they're definitely underrated yeah man i'm totally with you on this one you remember when these came out both of us were trashing the release yeah and um i yeah and i i definitely take it back as well uh, because the few times I've seen this uh, in public, I've always taken a second look. And I realized that like not only do these shoes look cool, but also the fact that he released like 50 slight different variations of the same shoe was like part of the reason why I also kept looking back at them. Because I'm like, oh, oh, that's the one with the orange laces or like that's the one with the with the felt tongue. Like it's like I feel like, you know, I'm playing Pokemon Go, you know, it's like I yeah. got to catch them all. Like, like I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at like all these different variations of the shoe and, and trying to spot them in public. It's like the different and Pikachus with the hats, you know, like the Pikachu with, yeah, the, yeah, with exactly, the cowboy hat, man. the Pikachu with the party hat, the shiny Pikachu, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, so now I'm like, I'm the way I feel about this shoe now is totally different than last year. So I also think, and of course, like 
add add to the fact that Virgil himself has passed away, unfortunately. So that just adds more to like the mystique of this whole collection. Um, yeah, I definitely think these are also currently underrated. Nice. Uh, let's move on to an upcoming Adidas sneaker, the Adidas Adi Foam Q. And if you guys don't know what this pair is, this is that one that all the blogs are saying they basically ripped off the foam runners. Uh, they're saying Kanye should sue Adidas for this. They're saying this is the shoe that made the CEO step down. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot of rumors floating around out there. But you guys have seen it. You know what I'm talking about. The Adidas Adifoam Q. What are your thoughts on this pair? I'm going to have to say rated. I think they're very well rated at the moment because I think that this shoe is loved by some. It's hated by some maybe more than love it and i think when the shoe comes out with i don't know when that is but when the shoe drops i think that it will not sell out but enough people will buy it that it will become i don't know a little bit like the adidas tubular was to the Quasa or the Yeezy 750. I don't know if you remember those shoes, right? The the tubular. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Or the NMD colorways that came, you know, the they had the Prime Knit NMD and then they had the Canvas NMD. And obviously one was much more loved than the other. And I feel like this will be very similar in the sense that People will wear it, but I think it will end up kind of drifting a little bit more into that like mainstream market and sneakerheads won't really be wearing it a lot. It'll be a flash in the pan, if you will. And I think, therefore, it's relatively rated. It won't do terribly because it is an interesting shoe, but I don't see it setting the world on fire and suddenly everybody's wearing Adi Foam, Q, and you see them everywhere. I would even go as far as to say it's kind of overrated right now. And I, I I actually kind of don't like the way Adidas has been marketing this shoe. It's like it's like they know that it's a ripoff of the foams. Like they, it's it's almost like they're admitting it. Like uh like I don't know if you saw that TikTok that they put out with this shoe where they were like, Oh, I heard I've been in the news, you know? Like <laughs> No, like, I haven't uh, seen that. That was that was a TikTok. Like, so, so, so it's like they know that this shoe is a knockoff. And I don't like part that that's part of the reason why I kind of don't want this sneaker personally, because it just to me feels like a direct ripoff. And I don't even think it looks as good as the foams, like the regular foams look better to me. And I don't even know what the retail price is on this. We know the foams. Yeah, it's tough to get them for retail, but they're retailing for 90 these ones seem to have better technology, I guess. So they're going to be probably retailing for much more, which I think is also going to put off people. So I think right now, because they're just in the news for all the meme-worthy reasons, I feel like they're just a bit overrated. I think when these shoes actually come out, they're not going to be as popular as they are right now. That's my take. So I think it's kind of overrated right now. What I want to see is, I'm looking at them right now, and what I want to see is, Somebody buy them and then cut out the prime knit, like that knitted interior, and just wear the foam. Because that would be really funny. Or to put those next to a foam runner would be interesting. So without all of the extras, right? Literally just the foam exterior of both shoes. Um, 
I mean, it's a decent looking shoe and apparently it's inspired by the Adidas Quake from 2001, which looks... Yeah, I know. That's what they say. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I believe it, right? I don't... I think that it really is inspired by that shoe, but obviously they're capitalizing on the foam runner success, right? That's a no-brainer. Why wouldn't you do that as a company? You want to make money. And so you've got this cash cow that's only a cash cow because it's limited and interesting looking. So what do you do? You make something that's similar, but is more widely available. And luckily for them, they had a shoe, the Adidas Quake, that looks very similar. Who knows? Maybe the Foam Runner is inspired by the Adidas Quake. You know what I mean? Um, it wouldn't be the first time that Yeezy has taken cues from Adidas's past catalog. And, you know, the 700 is inspired by some of the older Adidas shoes as well. So... I think it's an interesting shoe. I think it's rated. I do get your argument about underrated. It. I think we agree it's definitely not overrated. I mean, sorry. No, it's definitely not underrated, right? You said overrated. I say rated. It's definitely not underrated. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely... I think it's overrated. Uh, let, let's move on to the last shoe on the list. So this one is... We've seen pictures of it. It's upcoming. The Jordan 4 Amamanier. What do you think? This one was tough. This one was really tough. And I went with underrated because I think that it fits so well with the 1, the 2, the 3, the 12. And it just it's part of a larger story. I know that James Whitner and his whole team are going to tell an amazing story around this pair. The Jordan 4 is probably one of the best Jordans ever. The quilted lining, it's just, it looks luxury. And I see a lot of people saying, oh, I wish that, you know, the mock-ups were the actual version, you know, the white base with the, with the burgundy accents. And they were disappointed that it's an all burgundy shoe. <sighs> but yeah, I, I think it's, this is probably the best one yet. I would say that the three comes close, but the four for me is probably Wait, the best. Wait, what? You're, you're saying this is the best Ama Manier pair yet? Yeah. Oh, hot take, hot take by Fobbs. Yeah. I mean, I think it's that's why I think it's underrated because I think it's the best and people are not reacting to it in that way. And obviously everyone has their own opinion. Everyone has their own likes and dislikes. But for me, this is 100% an underrated shoe. Yeah, I just wanted to hear your reaction. I'm with you on this one, man. It's, it's, it's underrated uh, for the reasons you mentioned, which is the fact that everyone's hating on it right now because they were... Uh, comparing it to that that previous pair, the uh, mock-ups, you know. So, like, anytime you compare something to something you already had in mind, you're going to be either disappointed or surprised. And in this case, everyone was disappointed. But I think when the shoe actually comes out, like you said, people are going to get a real feel for the materials, uh, that, that quilted lining. You know, it's always a luxury thing when we are talking about Amma Manier. And I don't think this time is going to be any different. I personally love the fours. I love purple on fours. That recent Canyon purple pair, I really like that one as well. This one, I haven't seen too many pictures, so it's hard to tell whether I'm actually going to like really want a pair. But it is purple. It's going to be great materials, and it's a four. So I'm sure I'm going to like them a lot. I'm sure people are going to like them a lot when these actually release. So I think it is underrated right now as well. Nice. That wraps up our 10 underrated, overrated, rated. Let us know as well in the comments, in the DMs, 
anywhere you want, whether you agree, disagree. I think when this episode comes out, we're also going to run a story with a slide for each sneaker and we'll let you choose as well and vote on it. But looking forward to your feedback. Now that we've wrapped that up, I think it's time to talk about upcoming drops and there are a lot of them, right? Holy shit, guys. I hope you were saving money this summer because the end of the summer is looking insane. So we're already, as we record this today, we're on August the 23rd. And everything I'm going to be listing right now is releasing before August 30th. So this is just the next week alone. It's kind of insane. So let's get to it. So August the 26th, which is the day this podcast is releasing, we're going to get the release of the Air Max. Yeah, sorry, 24th. My bad. 24th, the Wednesday. That is the day that this pod is releasing. And that is also the day the Air Max One Tour Yellow is releasing a woman's only pair. But it does extend up all the way into men's sizes as well, even the big sizes. I know the Air Max fans out there are a big fan of this shoe, seeing yellow on this model. And the big sizes are actually selling for quite a lot on the resale market. So um, it might be a tougher cop than you think. Uh, The very next day, couple of sneakers dropping so august the 25th so there's going to be several different pairs of the teddy santa's 990 so there's a 990 there's a 990 v3 a 990 v2 both dropping in this moon rock colorway which i would describe as like a navy dark navy with some hits of gray in there um i don't know you can decide for yourself whether you want this pair Personally, I think compared to his previous Teddy Santa stuff that he's done so far this year, this one is a bit of a pass for me. But either way, 25th, that's when they're releasing. Also on the 25th, we're going to get the wider release of the Jordan 4 Canyon Purple, which I already mentioned. You can watch my review on the channel. Great pair if you love Jordan 4s. And then August the 26th. This day is insane, guys. If you like sneakers, that is this upcoming Friday. We got some major, major heat dropping. So we're going to be seeing the Air Max 1 Pata in the white colorway. So that, you know, those waves, Air Max 1 Patas, everyone's been waiting for this white colorway, which I personally think is just a bit of a cheat code, this colorway. Like you put this cream, white, and gray on a shoe, it's always going to look good and looks no different on the Patas. And those are going to be releasing August the 26th. Also on August the 25th, uh, 26th, fans of the Jound Asics pair, well, you don't have to wait any longer because both of those colorways are dropping on this day on the Jound website. Also, another Air Max One, and to, in my opinion, the best Air Max One to release this week, that is the Air Max One Dirty Denim. Like the name says, a denim pair of Air Max Ones, blue colorway with a, I believe, a red swoosh very very nice looking and it's definitely premium materials on this pair and also finally ama manier just announced that they will be doing a nike airship unexpected very unexpected to see that model being released as part of a collab very very limited apparently only 2300 pairs will be released not sure if there'll be a wider release later but look out for that as well August the 26th, and one that I forgot to mention, August the 25th is also, we're going to see the color, the new colorway of the uh, Salehi Bembry clogs drop. I'm forgetting the colorway. You know, it's the one that looks like cheese. The cobbler. It's like an orange. Cobbler. There you go. The cobbler. The cobbler will be releasing on August the 25th as well. 
There's a few more to go through. Um, I'll just go through them. On August the 27th, we have the Adidas Forum Low, another Bad Bunny collab, this time a baby blue colorway. You might like it. You might not. A very, very loud pair of shoes uh, that we'll be releasing on the 27th. Then on the 28th, we got two very interesting pairs of Nike Dunks releasing. They're called the Lottery Pack, I believe. And these sneakers actually come with like a little, like, it looks like a coin, basically. And you use this coin to scratch off the swoosh and like reveal like a different design underneath. And there's a green colorway and a gray colorway dropping. So pretty interesting dunks on that day. And finally, August the 30th, uh, in the EU, we will be getting the Jordan 1 Stealth, which uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this colorway. It's kind of like that Heritage colorway which dropped earlier this year, except switch out the red for gray and you have this shoe. It's basically a white and gray Jordan 1. Pretty clean looking for the fall time. So yeah, that's it. Lots. I might have even forgot a couple. That Lots a lot of sneakers of on the way. A lot of releases, a lot of Nike, but also a couple of Adidas, a bit of Asics, a bit of New Balance, so I feel like there's something for everyone there. Um, nice you roundup. anything? I am going to try and get the Canyon Purple Jordan 4s just because I love that hairy suede and the purple. I missed out on the, um, what were they called? The top haze ones, right? Those crackling mm-hmm. brown ones a couple years back or like last year. And I feel like these are on the same level as those. Like very, very cool, very different, a cool generally. So I'm trying to cop those. Apart from that, there's nothing here that interests me all that much, although there are a lot of nice shoes there. The Dirty Denims were nice. The Pata Wave in white is also nice. You know what? I might try for those as well. Um, And then I really like the Dunk Low Lottery just because you can scratch off the swoosh, but I'm probably not going to try and cop those. But yeah, super, super dope shoes. Sneaker releases coming up. That was basically it for this episode. Thank you everyone for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this format. If you did, we will bring it back more often every season because I had a good time. I think, JD, you had a good time as well. Most definitely. Very, very nice. No, then uh, that's bye from us. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it and see you all next time. Peace. Peace.